0: Hydebright Chevrolet is proud to sponsor the MAC Attack with Zack and Zack. Your friends at Hydebright, Macomb County's only locally owned and operated car dealership, know what it takes to field a winning team. Owners Kurt Hydebright and John Boyce are lifelong Bulldogs, but their support extends to the entire MAC Red and White area. Hydebright Chevrolet has all stars at every position, from the all new Silverado and Blazer to the top selling Equinox and Traverse. Plus, reliable pre owned vehicles for every budget, superior service, and the area's high highest rated body shop make Heidebright a slam dunk. Find more at RomeoChevy.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. I'm Zach Clark. And I'm Zach Hayes. This is your number one source for Macomb County basketball. This is where you'll find the most complete coverage of the Mac red and white. This is the Mac Attack podcast with Zach and Zach. This is the Mac Attack podcast with Zach and Zach.
1: All right, Zach, Christmas just around the corner. Hanukkah starts Sunday night, but plenty of high school basketball floating around.
0: Yes, we are. Uh, there's there's games which seem to be coming at us every day. Early on in the season here, it's very hard to follow. <laughs>
1: it's like watching baseball. I, I'm I'm not sure exactly. Again, I have a poor memory, and I didn't play high school basketball, but I just don't remember there being this frequency of games back in the day. Well, Zach,
0: I, I well back when I was a shaking kid,
1: my cane at all of you.
0: I don't remember it either. We did not play these Saturday and Sunday games. Uh, oh, good, you played.
1: So then I'm not crazy. Right, you're okay. not crazy.
0: you Remembering things correctly. Occasionally, you'd get an off day on a Wednesday where you'd have to play, but no. Tuesday and Friday seem to be the norm for at least Romeo basketball. That's what I remember. Or just but, Macomb County basketball. But now we're seeing these Saturday, Sunday games, and even you know a couple Thursday games. And there's some crazy tournament. in the game every day. Yeah. I mean, since last Saturday, basically, um, well, so since let's, the Saturday before that. Yeah. Well, let's just get into Go it because it. there are some games from, uh, Saturday where we left off with the last podcast. We had, uh, uh, a little crosstown action, Lance Cruz North taking on, uh, Lance Cruz, uh, and you had Lance Cruz North on top 54 to 38. Um, and then we did touch on the Dakota. We talked about that. Yeah. The Dakota cast tech game cast tech, just squeaked by against Dakota, who uh, that's her only loss on the season right now. Dakota's actually playing really, really well. And we'll talk about them a little yeah, bit. Ryan Rollins. Yes. Very impressive start to the season for him. Uh, Zach, what about on yeah, Sunday?
1: H- how about this is uh, December 15th. These this was the Catholic league Mac crossover. And I got to tell you, Zach, things did not go the way the Mac would have hoped. U of D Jesuits 76 Stevenson, 40 orchard Lake, St. Mary's over Roseville, 56, 32 new Haven, 46. Falls to Detroit Loyola 75 55. So for the Mac red and white there, Zach, not what you would have drawn up as you play those crossover games, but here
0: we are. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because in football, you know, if anybody tuned into us last season, you know, we we talked about how dominant the uh the, the Mac Red League was against their uh, their statewide opponents. I mean, you, you saw those crossover games, and it was very competitive when we were taking on teams from the Catholic League. We're not seeing that. Uh, or in, or from Detroit. well, or, or from the Detroit schools, right? I mean, we're not seeing the competitive edge from the Mac right now early on. Even good teams like New Haven and Roseville um, and Stevenson, who's having a great season, a great start overall. They lost. Dakota, too? They lost by a large margin. Dakota
1: was the only one that was able to keep it close against either a Detroit school and or a Catholic League school. They were the only ones. They lost by four.
0: Yes. And 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 remember, Cass Tech
1: was the PSL champ last year.
0: Right. Otherwise, we're looking at 20-plus point losses. I can't say PSL
1: without thinking... Pumpkin spice latte. I'm just the worst person ever.
0: That that was the furthest thing from my mind when you mentioned PSL. I did not know that that was even. Uh, uh, is that the door over there? I'll just go ahead and use it. Yeah. No, we won't. Okay. From here on out, we will not be talking about pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> on a sports podcast. That's our promise to you guys. I'll never do that again. Where is the competitive edge right now? in, in basketball from Macomb County, uh, considering that we know these kids are athletes because they're dominant in football. So, and
1: some of these kids, I mean, you talk about, uh, miles and Meyer and Harris who picked up another football offer, uh, from Wayne state a couple days ago. Yeah. I mean, and you look at, I mean, Zach Chippewa Valley's played, they have played a schedule. Like I'm not sure I've seen before. I mean, listen to this Chippewa Valley on Monday beat Sony Creek, 66, 57 on the 17th. Chippewa Valley beats Gross Point North, 46-38. And then on the 19th, so we've got three games in four days. On the 19th, Chippewa Valley
0: loses to Rochester Adams on the road by a point. Just by a point. That close. Missed it by that much. But yeah, that's a lot of basketball to play in a short amount of time. And this team, Chippewa Valley, they've already, they're already five games deep, whereas some teams have, you know, only played three games. Yeah. Uh,
1: Dakota's played three games and new Haven has played three games. Romeo has played three games. Lance Cruz North has played three games. Right. Um, someone played four, but yeah, Chippewa Valley, the first team to five Games played. Then we'll fill in the blanks from there. Dakota b Gross Point South, 68 62. Anchor Bay loses by nine to Lance Cruise North. And again, Lance Cruise North is uh, off to a great start. They win that one 49 40. Then to the 19th, Stevenson at home, over 4 2, 49 44. I mentioned the Chippewa score, and then uh, a little crosstown action again Utica at Eisenhower Ike wins or excuse me Ike loses that one 58 49 and you know Zach for I mentioned Romeo uh tough schedule or tough start same for Eisenhower
0: yeah yeah this is uh I, Romeo and Eisen, Eisenhower both very impressive football teams um Ike had a great playoff run we know that uh, those guys can play and even in the past you know Eisenhower has always had a really good basketball team, some skilled players along with some kids who could just, you know, bang and they were athletes. Um, They were, you know, it, they, they had some size to them, but we're, we're looking them shape up at one in three overall. And, and Romeo sitting on the, the bottom of the white right now with gross point North both with winless records. Yeah, they're right 0 now.
1: 7 combined.
0: 0 3 for Romeo, Gross Point North, 0 4. And, you know, Romeo's doesn't have an easy schedule moving forward either. They've got uh, the Ham Tramic tournament coming up where they're going to face a, a team from Cody. Who knows how that's going to play out right well, now? I mean, I, can I take a guess? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I don't think it's going to go too well. You know, and I did. I, I actually talked to Marvin a little bit about it. And he said, you know, we're just trying to get through this early part of the season. This team needs a little bit of work. They need a little bit of experience under their belt. So I think they're getting it. They're looking more towards their, their Mac play when they start taking on your new Havens, your, your gross point South's your gross point North's and Warren Mott sitting at three and one right now at the top of the white division. No surprise. I think it'll get a little more interesting once we get into Mac play, because right now, Early on in the season, like I said, the teams that they're playing and the frequency of these games early on is just really crazy to me. I, I think it's a lot, especially when there's not a lot of time to develop these teams early on in the season. Cause think about it. Football just ended, and some of these kids came right from the football field. Not all of them. Yes. So but I, a lot of them, I think the difference between football and basketball is early on you get these kids very early in football and you can start, these guys are in the workout room in June. This is basically
1: in football. They have camp at the end of the summer, right? It lasts for a couple of weeks and you go into the season from there. This is basically the camp. Yes. This is your fall football camp basketball style where you really have to learn by getting pushed out of a moving car and hope that your feet can move fast enough to start running on the ground without falling. You hate to call it preseason, but it kind
0: of is preseason.
1: Well, here's the good news, Zach. It it might as well be preseason because in the world of high school basketball, say it with me, everybody makes the playoffs. So you know what? fine. <laughs> if none of this matters, right. as long as you can learn from it, you're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Nobody likes to lose. It's not a good sign that teams like Romeo are losing, but Zach two things for teams that are struggling like uh, Romeo or Gross Point North or, or Eisenhower. We'll get to Roseville and New Haven in a minute because that's different, but I look at these two divisions in the red and the white. I don't see a runaway here. Nobody has shown that they're gonna be the dominant force. I mean, you look at what happened uh, just this past Friday. Gross Point South loses by eleven to Croswell Lexington. I that didn't was even a know shocker. I mean that one I and- was
0: surprised they were playing a team like that, to be honest with you. And it's it's that's kind of where these weird early season tournaments put us where it's just like you know you're you're not seeing the same schedules that you're seeing against football because there's a lot more games to play if you're listening now and you know where the town of either
1: Croswell or Lexington is you tell me don't cheat and if you're right I'll give you a dollar
0: it's (laughs) worth it don't cheat just give it a shot I think even a team like Dakota I think they're two and one record I, I They lost to a very good... They lost to the pumpkin spice champion of last season. And what we're seeing from Rollins right now... Ryan Rollins is amazing. Ryan Rollins against Romeo. He almost had a triple-double. Sniffing that triple-double. So a double-double with 30 points, 11 boards, and 8 assists. Those are big numbers from a high school kid. Yeah, he had 40% of their points. So he's one to watch, I think. No, no, no. He's he's, the one to watch. I don't think there's any question about that. And we said that going into the season and then two weeks in. Which leads me to believe that aside from that one loss, Dakota is kind of going to be at the leaderboard of the red. Well,
1: that's what I think. I mean, but you got to give Lance Cruz North credit here. Starting
0: they, out strong, they, 3 you know, and 0.
1: They're 3-0, and, and you look at Warren Mott on top. They were 3-0 and going into last night. They lost by 3 at home to Cousineau. And I would imagine, I, I'm not super familiar with Warren, but I got to imagine that those inter-Warren schools have somewhat of a rivalry. I don't know sure. exactly which ones are, if, if it's Tower and Cousino or Mott and whatever. Now, earlier I said, Zach, that nobody's running away, but I do think you look at Warren Mott in the white. And, you know, I really like Dakota out of the red, but again, Lance Cruz North is
0: undefeated, so I can't... Well, if we learned anything from football, it was these power rankings don't mean much right now because it flip-flops Damn. so much, and there's so many things that can happen between now and March that it's, it's just... Well, they play 87,000 games, so, so I mean... It's, it's ridiculous for us to try to pick these winners and losers so early on, but some of this stuff is more telling than others because unlike football, you have a lot of time to get your act together. There's a lot of games to develop as a team. There's a lot of games to develop players Mm. and really these teams start to surprise you late in the season. So uh, right now, what we're doing is just a lot of the, the breakdowns of how everything's shaking up, but it's really not going to matter. It's hard to lot. see a pattern yet. Yeah, exactly. And, but I, but Zach, I do
1: think that there are a couple of things that, that we can note here again early. And and here's the other thing, Zach, before I get into that, you're right. I think that also teams can take more risks. I mentioned earlier that everybody makes the playoffs. So if you really need to develop a certain aspect, you are allowed to just sit there and focus on it. Now, again, you, you can't just keep throwing your kids out there. And I'm not saying losing on purpose, but if, and again, these are hypotheticals. I'm not accusing anybody of this, but if that one thing you're doing is obviously ruining everything else, then fine. But again, you're allowed to um, be more inventive. You can explore a little more in the early going, but two things that have jumped out to me, and it's not at the top, it's at the bottom or near the bottom. I look at Roseville who is one in three and new Haven's one in two. I mean, if you told me that going into Christmas, those two teams would be two and five. I mean, I, no, I know. I mean, I agree I mean these, it. these two teams played in right. The Mac tournament goes, uh, there's three of them, right. It's red versus white, blue versus gold, silver and bronze. And, you know, new Haven beat Roseville in that game last year in the title game. And I, I'm not saying that these two teams can't bounce back, but you know, you have to wonder how the adjustment, Post Romeo Weems is going for New Haven and for Roseville. I'm a little surprised. I'm a lot surprised. I wondered if New Haven might struggle. I thought Roseville would kick the door down out of the gate.
0: Yeah, I I kind of agree with you on that. There's there's definitely things that both of these teams have to work on and they're going to get that chance to do it. There's a little bit of a a lull here in between games. They've got uh, they've got a break until after Christmas here. No no games until the uh, the 27th is when things kick off again and you'll get into some of those Christmas tournaments. So what we're looking at here are teams who are going to see some competition that they're not used to seeing. And and it sounds crazy to say this, but you get into these different areas, it's a different brand of basketball. Yeah, you sure. never know, like you're going to go... The, the interesting thing about it is, like is you're going to go up against a team that is a running gun team and then you're going to go up against a team that is strictly, you know, let's set up the play, let's mm. run it, let's, let's make this... This work and they might—you never know what you're going to get. So it's a good time to test these kids, and and it's too early to say. You know, New Haven and and Roseville shouldn't be sitting this way because I don't know. I'm not saying could they should be. Their only two or three losses on the season. You I'm never not saying know. they
1: shouldn't be. I'm just saying I'm surprised. That they are, and Zach, let me ask you a question. I, what happens now? I know that school is done for. Do they get two weeks? How does that work now?
0: They'll start up again, maybe like, Thursday, Friday new, after. Because
1: New Year's, Year's New Year's Day is the is the is, the, is Wednesday, right? right? So they'll go back that Monday after. I would think. I believe so, but yep. I, I don't know. But my question to you is Zach, and and you can answer it. What do they do during this this break? Because I remember talking to. I covered college basketball, talking to a couple of kids, and they loved this time of year. They didn't get to go home, which is tough. I mean, the, sure. But they felt like they were pros because all they had to do was ball. There was no class. There was no study hall. Now, I know we're talking about high school basketball, so it's different. But right.
0: like, what happens between now and when school goes back as far sure. as like work and practice? and from, from my experience, it was a lot of you might even have a couple two-a-days depending on wow. what the schedule is All like. Right. You know, you have the opportunity to- good like morning shoot and then... Exactly. And especially when you have these tournament games that are, are falling like right after the holidays, you know, maybe the day before a game, it's just kind of that casual practice where you're shooting around. You're just maybe going over some game tape. Yeah. You don't want to put too much strain on any of the guys. They're playing um, a lot of basketball right now too, Yeah, right? and, and gosh, I mean, when we had those and you're on a different schedule right. because you're used to the monotony of- Wake up, go to school, go to practice. Right. So you kind of have to change your routine a little mm. bit because now you might start some of these tournaments over the break where the game starts at noon. You know what I mean? Right. It, yeah. It's a different sort yeah. of routine you have to put yourself in. So I think the the coach's job at that point is to just keep the focus mm. where it needs to be. Hey, I know you're tired from Christmas. I know you, you were running around with the family, but hey guys, we got practice on Thursday yeah. after
1: Christmas, the schedule because, doesn't change because you got Christmas presents.
0: Exactly, so you just gotta you gotta kind of keep their focus and make sure that uh, they stay on a routine because it's so easy to get off of that with the holidays. So if I'm a coach, that's my number one priority is just keeping the kids on a routine and making sure that they're doing things to keep themselves healthy. One eating right and really getting into like when we were in school, we didn't have the nutrition aspect of the training where I think that's much more important. Oh, absolutely.
1: These days, it is now Yeah, um,
0: where they're, they're a little more focused on that. So if I'm, if I'm a coach, I'm telling the kids like, Hey guys, here's a meal plan to follow while you're on break, go shoot around. There's going to be an open gym on this day that you can go to and take advantage of play a little bit of pickup,
1: you know, yeah, just shoot, get the blood pumping a little shoot,
0: bit, shoot some free throws, do a little calisthenics and then you're good to go. Got it.
1: Let's look ahead a little bit, Zach, as we see what lies ahead of us. Uh one more game this weekend at least for the red and the white, and then there'll be a break until the 27th and you look at Lance cruz North, They started off 3 and 0. Oh, they'll get Warren Woods Tower on the 27th and you know that's a chance, Zach, for them to really stake themselves as a team that is going to be a front runner. I mean, it's theirs to take right now in the early going out front.
0: That's going to definitely be a game to watch because as good as Lance Cruz North is playing right now, you know, Warren Woods tower is coming out of the gold division. So, I mean, on paper, opportunity. on paper, it's looking like an opportunity for Lance Cruz North to go four and zero on the season and, uh, really solidify themselves as a front runner.
1: And then Detroit Denby and gross point North. I mean, it's been a struggle.
0: Yeah. Oh, and four, this team needs a win Detroit Denby Traditionally a very good team. Uh, you, we never wanted to play them, that's for sure. Hopefully some of the controversy from football season has subsided at this point. Denby is going to be a tough team to beat. Gross Point North, I don't see them coming out ahead of that one.
1: I mean, that would be a heck of a win for Gross Point North. Uh, on the 27th as well, Lamphere and New Haven. New Haven's got to win this game. I mean, we're talking about a bronze team in Lamphere. And we're talking about a team in New Haven a year ago, that got to the
0: state quarterfinals, which would be very telling at this point. If, if, Lamphere, if they lose that game, yes. if Lamphere beats it. New Haven, then New Haven really has to go back to the drawing board and say, what the heck are we doing here guys? Because right now we're sitting on a one in three record. And that's not what you expected from New Haven who are arguably should be on top of the white going into this. If you think about it,
1: there's no dominant team in the white, but again, the question is how do you recover from losing a guy like Romeo Weems, who was the end all be all of that program. And you look now, you know, DePaul has not been great at basketball. Romeo Weems shows up DePaul good at basketball, which is Is it a coincidence?
0: Hmm. Well, you can't, you can't build a program on one player. And I agree you with that. You can have a good season with one really good. You player. You could have four really good seasons with with one really good player. Well, but you can't have you you can't build your program off it, and there has to be some sort of legacy plan for when what? they eventually leave. And but I'm, you build you take that as an opportunity to build around that and <clears> say, <throat> what are they doing that makes us work so well, and how do we get other guys involved to make them that much better. And you're right. I, I'm not saying that
1: New Haven doesn't have an established program. I'm just saying it's really hard to lose a kid like Romeo Weems. Romeo's in the ham Hamtramck tournament, Detroit Cody. That's going to be another tough one. And again, Romeo, they just have to roll through this. They just have to keep taking their lumps. Cause I mean, I don't see him winning that
0: one either. Well, Romeo and Gross Point North are kind of in the same boat right now. They got to get through this. They got to just find a way to really relieve some of that pressure. And at the end of the day, you might be coming back from the break without a win. And that's okay if you're prepared to take on your conference play and come out strong. The goal for these teams, it's a warm-up when you're playing these games. Because at the end of the day, what do you want to do? You want to win your division and you want to make a run in the playoffs. They know they're getting into the playoffs. It's not worth winning if you don't win big. (laughs) But... Go in prepared to take on your division opponents because at the end of the day, you want to win that division. Zach, my
1: only concern there is from a mental standpoint, like I would think getting clubbed over the head repeatedly would make it harder to get back into the gym the next day over and over again. We talked about this with Anchor Bay during football season. It's like, what do you say? you know, it's like, Hey,
0: but it's different with sports. Well, it's different. I know we're not there yet, but well, I just, but no, what I was going to say is it's different with football because you don't have as many opportunities to win. And there are games. no
1: guaranteed players. If, if Good you, point. if
0: you go defeated early on in the season in football, then you basically know your season is shot early. On. Correct. Whereas with basketball, you're using this as a learning experience and you're using these times to build on it. And guess what? you're starting five in the beginning of basketball season may not look the same at the end of basketball season. And I'm not talking about because of injuries or just no, that's it, what happens it, in football, right? That's what, but it. But with <laughs> basketball, it's that there's kids who are going to step up to the plate And they're going to surprise you midway through because they're either hustling harder at practice, Mm -hmm. or they're showing that they can go out there and win games. And it's usually not the guys you expected. So that sixth man can easily roll into that rotation for starting five. So it never looks the same. Coaches are looking at this week in and week out to say, what does my starting five look like? Because I'm experimenting right now. And if, if you're not winning games, then you need to make those changes. And sometimes that's the motivation for a guy. make him sit. You know, I don't want to
1: get too far on the rabbit hole, but I also don't agree with wildly changing starting lineups every night. I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like that. I'm, not saying, but again, it, I'm, I'm gonna, not
0: saying every night, but I'm saying early on, by the time you get into division play, this is your chance to figure out who is supposed to be in those positions and who maybe is not pulling right. their weight. Lance Cruz North.
1: And New Haven and Romeo will play in their tournaments because these are actual tournaments where they'll play again on the 28th. But, Zach, the North Farmington Showcase, this one caught my eye pretty quickly because we all know how good Clarkston is. And we know that Roseville is looking for an identity. Is this where you're going to find it? I don't know. Probably not, but look, here's the good news for Roseville. Are we playing good teams? Are we not playing good teams? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You
0: are now. Well, th- This is it. Based on what happened with Eisenhower and Clarkston and that Roseville's well, got... How many points? They scored 13. For the people in the back, how many? Ike put up 13 points. Thank you. If that being said, if Roseville can come in and steal that win, because I think it would be would them be stealing steal. the win would against be. Clarkston, then I think they are back in the driver's seat, but if not... One and four. I don't like well, the way that, that sounds.
1: I don't like the way that sounds either, right? The last game we'll take
0: a look at is Dakota
1: and Brother Rice in the Motor City Round Ball Tournament. That's going to be a good one. Dakota, again, with Ryan Rollins, he is my guy, and we talked about him in the early going, and, and he's been... As advertised Dakota, I think can right there can put a stamp on the early going, going into the new year with just that one loss with getting that crossover Catholic league win. I mean, again, they only lost by four points to cast tech. And I'm going to say it one more time. Winning the PSL means something. It For means sure. something. I, you know, I like Dakota a lot. That'll be telling.
0: Well. You guys have a great holiday season here because- Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Mazel Tov. Happy New Year, all that good stuff. We are looking ahead once we get into some of the league play. It will be a little more concise because there won't be as much to follow. All these buckshot
1: games are everywhere.
0: It it does make it really hard to stay on top of everything, but uh, it will kind of level out. We'll get more into the schedule that you guys have been used to with power rankings and everything else like that. But uh, until then, we're just trying to keep up. Keep up with us. Thanks for listening to the Mac Attack with Zach and Zach. Visit us at MacAttackPodcast.com and subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MacAttackPod. And don't forget, like the Mac Attack with Zach and Zach on Facebook.